day three. Howdy folks, um, in uh, typical me fashion, I'm now on take three. So here's episode something with Smoke Supreme. Hey. Uh, so, let's go to the first question. Um, can you tell us your name and what got you interested in the podcast beyond just me bugging Renan to bug other people to <laughs> find guests? I heard that there was going to be a podcast thing today and I was like, yes. I love podcasting. I haven't done it in three years. I got a lot of shit to talk about. Solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, can you start with your name and where you can find you online? My name is Smoke Supreme. You can find me anywhere online. I'm just one Google search away. Fine. Uh, so, let's get into the actual podcast. Um, so, in today's world, um, people often have their first letter of identity as you know what they do for a living, what their hobbies are what part of the world they're from. Uh, so with that context, how would you describe yourself? Uh, An artist and a person. Just enjoying life, expanding it, making things happen. So Just living it. So you mentioned art. Uh, what kind of art do you like making? I like to put music out. I like to... Um, make rap and EDM. And so with those two specifically, what got you interested in that? That of like, say, getting into classical music or being into jazz or whatever else you listen to? Um, I don't know. It's just the, the, the music that I enjoyed the most in the most um, crucial years of uh, growing up, I would say. Yeah, so you found it as one of those things that... So for me, it's like Lincoln Park. Where I, I had love, the Linkin Park CDs as a kid, yeah. yeah I, I was a, I, <laughs> a I was a I was an iPod kid growing up, so I had the the iPod Nano, and I would always just rip CDs and just put everything on there, see how much I could put on there. That was the old game. You used to go to the library, just get all the CDs, mm-hmm. and you got like movies, TV shows. Yeah. Like anytime LimeWire didn't come through. You had the library. <laughs> I was like, I was like fourteen, getting uh, DCMA letters home <laughs> over torrenting like Wiz Khalifa albums. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure my parents got a letter from the ISP over me downloading World of Warcraft. <laughs> yep. Fun times, uh, and then Spotify came out, and it. I mean, Paris season, but now back on the rise for other reasons. But for like almost a decade, people have just been streaming instead of like stealing content. Yeah, not me though. I'm still stealing content all day. I feel like it's one of those things of, like, on one hand, sure, like, I pay for all the streaming services. I'm paying for, like, Netflix, Prime, like, Hulu, HBO, Paramount, Apple TV, whatever else. Okay. But at the same time... Like, so, so if I spent $1,300 on a microphone, right, and I spent 1300 to 3000 on a MacBook, right... Speakers about eight hundred. Why am I gonna spend thousands more on some plugins for the mic when I can just download it? Well, that's my exact logic when it comes to software. Because, like, so I'm a software developer, training, um, and I look at software more as an art than like any technical field. Because at the end of the day, like, you're writing a language via code. Right. Um, like a code is just a, a another form of a specification. Like there's nothing code does that you. Sh- I mean, if you write really shitty code, you want to know what it does. But ideally, all the code you write 
should be defined and should be predictable. Um, and with that, like, I don't know, software has become what it has because people have just shared information and like made things open to exchange. Um, and I don't know, I find like the whole idea of like, on one hand, sure, like you should be paying people to actually compensate the effort they put in. Uh, but at the same time, like there's fair pricing when like, like for example, going back to videos, um, on one hand, I pay for everything, but on the flip side, I have my own private server because I don't want to deal with like quality issues when I'm streaming. I don't have to switch apps to find stuff. I don't want to deal with like intrusive ads that I'm already paying for your service. See, I'm big on like paying for labor and work, but I'm not big on paying for something that they've already gotten paid for. And that's how I feel about a lot of software. Someone, are, someone already paid for that. Well, they, they don't got to redo it all over again. Well, it depends. Because that's where you get into um, what kind of software you're talking about. Uh, in the case of plugins, yes, um, the initial labor's been put up front. But then you still have things like, well, granted, I don't know about music. Um, in the software case, you have things like patches, security, like continual work of maintenance that, like, never goes away unless you just want the product to die. Um, it's also why like, we have all these overpaid software engineers at companies who have mountains of legacy code that no one wants to maintain, so they have to pay someone six figures to come in and do it. Um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying on the flip side of like things that are like one-time things. For example, like you make a song. You're not going to push updates to the song repetitively over and over again. It's a one-time thing. I make a movie, I'm not gonna, you know, I don't have security patches for my movie coming out every six months that I gotta pay for. Like, they did the work. If I wanna give them more money, I'll buy, like, figures, I'll buy, like, merchandise. You know, there's other ways to, like, compensate the work without me just, it's a kind of good blood from a stone. Like, you're not gonna get a good user experience. And I feel that's where, like, I don't know, we were talking about games a bit earlier today. Like, games are one of the places where I feel like they have such a good model. Well, I mean, there's still a lot of problems, but, like, they've made it such that you can easily and legally find your stuff and pay a one-time fee, and it's just there. And with Steam, it's on sale fairly often. Uh, but, yeah, we went through on a wide tangent of starting with, <laughs> uh, uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, so let's continue. Where are you from? I am in Orlando, Florida. Solid. What do you love and hate about Orlando? What do I love about it? It's nice. It's a it's a cool environment. What do I hate about it? It's fucking hot. <laughs> Welcome to Texas. Y'all got hot and humid down there. Uh huh. Like it's one of the things I love about Austin. We're like right in the middle where it's nice and toasty, but it's usually a drier heat. Yeah. Yeah, I came from Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's. Chili. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else? Ah, moving down the question list. Uh, what is your relationship to spirituality slash faith, and or what does that mean to you? I did a lot of psychedelics when I was younger, when I was like 17 to like 20. I was spamming the shit out of that. I feel like that helped me like figure out 
who I am, what my vision is, what my what my goals really are, what I'm trying to do and everything. Basically, like, what my purpose is, I guess, even though I was already doing it before that era. Well, it's nice to have confirmation. Mm-hmm. For example, I've, I've wanted to do teaching and, like, entrepreneurial things and just, like, creative things for a very long time. Like, I... I did that shit when I was like 17 I had a whole vision of like everything I wanted to like be doing as a grown adult like what I want to look like how I want to like have my life be and shit it's only like seven years later but I'm doing all of that I'm there I am in that vision now it came to life so now I'm trying to do it again on on a scalar thing like just keep growing and evolving type shit but go on. What's an, uh, what's a, what's a, you had, you said you had a couple of year uh, 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 jump from what you wanted to be and where you are now. So what's next? Just more work and seeing what it does for me. I put out 19 albums. I got like two more that I'm working on right now. And I just keep it going. Try to try to add more things to it. I put a video game out instead of just like another rap album. I pay some folks to make an iPhone game, get people to download that. I ain't even profiting nothing off of it. I had to spend money on it. that. That was a financial loss, but it was cool as fuck. So I'm just trying to like really push content and like expand myself to every form of media that you can think of. Let's see, I'm trying to think of. I haven't. I have a question for you, but I'm going to figure out how to phrase it. Let's go. So you mentioned creating content. How do you keep yourself from getting bored of kind of repetitively putting stuff out? Like you mentioned, you've got like 12 albums out now. Um, 19. 19 albums out now. Um, really funny. Like, how do, you, how do you find yourself from, uh, I don't know, getting bored of the process over and over again? You know, find ways to keep it interesting. I mean... It's really like a stream of consciousness thing. It's like you're, uh, you, you, ah, fuck. You, you, you go through so many different days on a day-to-day thing, but you don't stop thinking. Your brain doesn't shut off. So, of course, I'm going to have more shit to say. And that's how I feel about the music. I don't, I don't write anything down. I hit record and things come out. How different would you say your music's come from album one to 19? <laughs> I feel like if 17-year-old me with that first mixtape were to see present version me and hear all the music that I put out and seen all the things that I did with it, would be very impressed. Probably would have made him be more motivated to do some of this shit a little faster. Funny, I feel like 18-year-old me would be very disappointed seeing me <laughs> as an adult 10 years later. <laughs> like, 18-year-old me wanted to be a doctor. I thought I'd be married with kids by now. Like, I thought I had all these things I wanted. And then I went to college, and I'm like, I want none of that. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let me put it in perspective. I used to be ugly as shit with, a, with, a, with braces and a school shooter bowl cut. And now I look like this. 
You had the standard, you had the standard look. I had, I had. <laughs> his parents uh, got lazy on their haircut. <laughs> right, I had, the, I had the bad haircut and the lousy fits, and then I had the vision of like, all right, what I really want to want to be, and then I had figured out how to do all that, make it all happen over time. Some of it's very expensive, but yeah. You know, what in life isn't expensive? Yeah. Like, College wasn't cheap. Was stress, wasn't cheap. stress ain't expensive. My dog wasn't cheap. <laughs> we get stress for free. Fair. Let's see. Well, uh, you do pay for stress in some ways. Like, I paid for the experience of all that stress in school when I speed ran my degree. <laughs> nah, you pay for dealing with stress. Well, I pay someone else to help me deal with that. But, <laughs> but you know, stress comes to you before any transaction. I mean, that's definitely the word. There's definitely an amount of stress that is preemptive that you can always control of like let's say I'm going to get Google um, you know there's there the obvious stress of well, I'm interviewing at a big company blah 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 um, but on the flip side like I can choose to panic for you know 24 hours or just relax prep get it over with yeah uh, let's see. my phone keeps locking so let me lock my questions or, uh, what currently gives you joy? How do you maximize that? Or do you? I smoke a lot of weed and I listen to a lot of music. And so you just keep those two things, right? Back to back. Maybe I'll play one of my many video game consoles. I got all of them. Ah, so let's talk about games. Yeah, let's talk about consoles. Uh, what games? So I, I've been collecting consoles for the past year. So I buy every console, and I mod it, put all the games on it, and I try to get, like, the limited edition versions of the consoles with, like, the rare colorways and shit. Or I'll put, like, a, a custom shell, make it see-through, or instead of it reading discs, you could put an SD card or a hard drive in the shit. And just have every game You're playing, in it. Uh, the same game I played when I was in college. Uh, so, so for for me, basically, I started off years back on you know those normal consoles, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game yep. PSP. Uh, never had a PSP, but I've heard that was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get my DS till college. Um, and through DS till uh, even years later when they nearly discontinued it. Um, but but on the flip side. Um, I had a game, well, I had an N64, kind of. Um, but then I had a GameCube first, and then my cousin had given us his Xbox, which he modded, uh, to download games. So we would just go to Blockbuster, rent the game, <laughs> and rip it onto the device, and we could just play it whenever. Um, and basically, like, learning how that happened, or that, like, that was possible as a kid, basically went in college and I started working in IT, like... As long as you can think it, you can make it. Like, I've had little, like, um, Raspberry Pi-esque emulation things that I've built with like, a little controller attached to a, like, screen and a battery that I've, like, ripped together. Um, I've had, like, little mini PCs I've had running behind computers with, like, not only every game streaming from my Steam setup, my main PC over to the TV, but also, like, every single old game I want to play, like PlayStation 1, PS2, like, N64, like... I want to play like Super Mario 64. Fuck it, like. See, I'm not, I'm not an emulation guy though. I, I got a big ass tower with all of them. So I got, a, I got PS one, two, three, four, and then the five is on a different stand, and then 
you brought the PS2 with you, right? Nah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a PS1 Mini with me. But my problem is always that I live in less than 700 square feet of space. Huh? I live in less than 700 square feet of space. So everything's been compacted now to uh, basically like every wall has been filled either by dog stuff or a different hobby. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm try to find a picture of this so I can show you. It's all it's all just smushed together. Here, here, let me show you my. Uh, actually, I have the other phone. Let me show you my my entire bookshelf wall. You don't want any you don't, you don't want any water. Jump down to another question. Uh, what do you think is necessary for someone to grow? A lot. They gotta want it. How would so so so? How would you describe wanting it? Depends on the situation and circumstances, for real. The it, it can it can it can be a whole different story for every different person. What they gotta work on. So let's see. How would we? Eh, actually, too much effort to dig into. Uh, let's see. What about the next one? Do you have any meditation or reflective practices? I roll a four to five gram backward, and then I melt half a gram of wax onto it, and then. I roll a paper around it to keep the wax from falling off and I smoke that shit. And that takes me about 40 to 50 minutes. So I would say that's like a ritualistic practice three times a day. It's a routine of like rolling it, packing it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta break down all the nugs. I gotta roll it right. It's, all, it's always some beautiful hitting shit every time. Be smoking out of tobacco pipe, of like grinding your raw tobacco, packing it, cleaning it, etc. Or like even like a vinyl player, or like people who like listening to like you know, records of flipping through, picking something, listening to it. You can't you can't you know, skip track on a on a vinyl. You can't skip right. vinyl. Like you just gotta listen. Um, and it's just a process of like until it's done. That's your thing. What are things that make you feel confident or empowered? I like seeing what people comment on my music and, and you know the support that be showing up. That's just motivation to keep going hard with it. I go on SoundCloud and I see a bunch of people in a whole different continent spreading the shit out of my music I'm like yeah that's me so for you it's a lot of that that feedback to to kind of keep pushing of 
Like you do something. I would say that's. I would say that's like thirty percent of it. But a lot of it is like self fulfillment. I don't really. I don't really gotta do it for other people. But I'm a. Def- I'm a definitely. I'm trying to impress myself. Mostly. So it's like you're you're constantly investing, you know, your time in this, and then right. feedback is just the interest you're getting. Right. Like you know, sometimes you get a high return. Like you know, people in, let's say, you know, Norway really really like right. music, um, and sometimes you don't. But like that's that's the trade off of making stuff. Solid. What else do I got? What is your elevator pitch on you? My elevator pitch? Yeah. If you describe yourself in two to five sentences. Or one sentence. Oh, boy. That's a hard one. But when I hear the word elevator pitch, I usually think of, like, what's the first thing you're going to tell to somebody? And I got an answer for that one for sure. Hey, y'all, I got this video game I just put out. I'm trying to get everybody to download this shit today. If you got an iPhone, look up Smokey Run on the App Store. I just put this shit out. This shit go hard. That's that's usually the first thing I tell to a stranger if I, if I don't really know them like that. And you go straight to, hello, I am, I am Smoke Supreme. I am making music. I would like you to follow me. <laughs> oh, no, I skip all of that. I'll tell them that after. Okay, just go straight to what you need. Because yeah, to, be, to be real, no one's, trying to, no one's trying to hear that a stranger makes music. There's so many of them. That's just being like a, a commercial. Even though I'm advertising my game, it's easier to bait them in with something. Action of like do this as opposed to right. It, it, instead of being like, hey, I'm a rapper, stream my music. It's like, oh, I, yeah, here, here, here's something different. Here's a game where you get to play as me, and it's it's usually more of a, a what the fuck factor from people. They're not used to that. We don't, we're not used to people walking up on us and telling us to download their, their app. Well, it depends on the country. Some countries, that's more common. <laughs> like, from what I've heard, like, like, uh, what was it? The early internet era of Japan was very different, where, like, they had a much more, like, driven culture around, like, one, independent apps, and two, uh, like, contactless payment. Yeah, I, I've been doing research on, like, old Dreamcast games and, like, software for the Sega Dreamcast where, like, you could go online and connect and buy, download certain shit. And it's like, how, how are we doing that off of something that was a CD disc? How are we buying stuff? How are we making transactions from a CD? The, the best consoles for, for getting pirated games uh, because it was all just CDs so you could just burn them <laughs> and so the minute someone found out how to connect that thing to the internet it was endgame <laughs> see that's what they did with the Playstation 1 and 2 where they would like cover the sensors on the on the disk drive and swap the disk out so that they could play like a, a crack game well, yeah because you could you were able to buy the uh, the uh, um like disc runners off of off the internet back then. I mean, I guess, but I grew up having that shit already in the computer. Yeah, 
see, I, I went the route of I tried burning my own games for years uh, before going the route of I'm digitize all this. See, I when I was a kid, my my dad was not trying to let me mod none of the consoles, so. I never, like, really torrented, like, games and shit, but it was always, like, movies and music and, like, computer software. I'm just cracking all of it. See, my parents didn't understand technology, despite my father's a PhD in optical engineering, my mother's a software engineer, but neither of them knew anything about technology, so I could basically do what I wanted. <laughs> See, my parents are kind of smart. So, when I was a kid, they were, like, aware of everything. They were, like, stalking my Facebook and seeing everything I was posting. And it was always some wild-ass shit. So, I get it. Uh, I went the other route. <laughs> um, I just added all my relatives and people's parents on Facebook. So, like, it made it very easy for me to just always, like, force myself to, like... Basically, that's the same consistent role on anywhere online. That's crazy. I did the opposite. I blocked Everyone every that. single one of my relatives on I Facebook. I cousins who have, like, my parents blocked on, like... Yeah! Like, like, very social media. And I'm like, why are you all so secretive of? Like, I'm a hot mess and I'm just going to live it. <laughs> yeah, but it's more of a... I don't want to hear the same speech uh, about something that I already heard when I was 17. Uh, I've already disowned my parents once. I can do it again. <laughs> I mean, I guess... But I'm kind of I'm kind of past the era of fucking my shit up. I feel like, I feel like I finally got them back on my side with certain shit. See, my problem like, is if you're not on my side fully, I don't care to have you at all. So either don't be a problem in my life, or be a solution. Like if you're gonna be a problem, I'm getting you out of the way. See, I agree with that, but certain situations it just complica- cause complications. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of... Try to avoid the family. They start asking more questions. Oh, I have no fucks to give. Like, I told my family bluntly, don't ever want to see me again. Like, I'm happy with that. I'm financially independent. I live in Texas. Like, fuck it. <laughs> but that's life. Oh, well. Any more questions? Uh, not quite. We went quite off the rails, but let me hit it.